Hello everyone, welcome to our second series of Lawyers on Company Law, a byproduct of our YouTube channel, The Noble Litigators. I'm Advocate Upasna, Legal Associate at the Law Offices of Kumar Vivek Tawal, Advocate and Associate. In our last episode, we discussed about the promotion of a company. And today, this is our second episode on the formation of a company, under which we will discuss about the incorporation of a company. Incorporation of a company includes variety of activities which are done by agreements. For example, buying land for manufacturing and registered offices, technology transfer, loan agreement, agreement with stock exchange, agreement with intermediaries, agreement with third parties for the procurement of raw materials and mobilization of stock in trade. Before incorporation, the company has no contractual capacity. So, on behalf of the prospective company, all such agreements are signed by the promoters and these contracts are known as pre-incorporation agreements. No contract can bind the company before it becomes the capable of contracting by the incorporation. Section 15, close H of the Specific Relief Act provides that where the promoter of a company have made a contract for the company before its incorporation and if the contract is within the scope of company's object as stated in Memorandum of Association, the company may enforce it. Likewise, Section 19E allows the other party to enforce the pre-incorporation contracts against the company if the company had adopted the same and the contract is warranted by the terms of incorporation. Now, there may be many advantages of incorporation of the company. So first is, it creates a separate legal entity. This states that a company is independent and separate from its members and the members cannot be held liable for the acts of the company, even when a particular member owns majority of shares. Second one is, the company has the perpetual succession. It means the continuous existence, which means that a company never dies even if the member ceases to exist. The membership of the company changes from time to time, but the company has no effect on the existence of the company. And the third one is, the company can own separate property. Since the company is termed as a separate legal entity in the eyes of law, it can hold property in its own name and the members cannot claim to be the owner of the company's property. Fourth one is, the company has capacity to be sued and to sue. The company has the capacity of suing a person or being sued by another person in its own name. And the last is, easier access to capital. Raising capital is easier for a corporation. Since a corporation can issue share of stocks, this may make it easier for your business to grow and develop. Now, if there are advantages of incorporation of a company, there may be some disadvantages of incorporation of a company. So first one is related to cost. The initial cost of incorporation includes the fee required to file the articles of incorporation, potential attorney or accountant fees, or the cost of using an incorporation service to assist you with completion and filing of the paperwork. And the second is double taxation. 
double taxation occurs when a company is taxed once in profit and again on the dividends paid to the shareholders and the third is loss of personal ownership if a corporation is a stock corporation one person does not retain complete control of the entity the corporation is governed by the board of directors who are elected by the shareholders fourth is required structure when you form a corporation you are required to follow all of the rules outlined by the state in which you filed fifth is ongoing paperwork most in corporations are required to file annual reports on the financial status of the company and the ongoing paperwork also includes tax returns accounting reports meeting minutes and any required licenses and permit for conducting businesses and the sixth is difficulty in dissolving with the perpetual existence is a benefit of incorporating it can also be a disadvantage because it can require significant time and money to complete the necessary procedures for dissolution and the last is lifting of corporate will from the juristic point of view a company is a legal person distinct from its members and this principle may be referred to as the will of incorporation the courts in general consider themselves bound by this principle the effect of this principle is that there is a fictional will between the company and its members that is the company has a corporate personality which is distinct from its member but in a number of cases the court will ignore the corporate will to reach the person behind the will and to reveal the true form and character of the concerned company and the rationale behind this is probably that the law will not allow the corporate form to be misused or abused that's all about the incorporation of a company i hope you all have liked our podcast channel and it is proving helpful and knowledgeable for all of you if so then do please subscribe our channel the noble litigators you can ask questions give feedbacks and for further queries contact us on our website www.advocatetanwar.com thank you and have a good day